Hello and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. Our guest this week is Joss DeBay. My name is Joss DeBay. I'm a freelance brand strategist. Day to day, I can be responsible for everything from writing a proposal through to doing stakeholder interviews with a client, through to doing research with consumers and and understanding who an audience is, through to running workshops with clients to draw out insights, to help them position a brand and come up with key messaging, and all the way through to writing creative briefs and working with creatives, copywriters, designers, art directors to develop and implement a strategy or a campaign or an event. So it kind of, yeah, there isn't really a typical day. In order to draw up an approach and plan that will see a project through to completion, it'll be Joss's role to identify and understand all sides of the task. This will often entail detailed studies into a particular market, location, audience or consumer, and might see him interview anyone from a small business owner to school kids. Working with companies such as Days Media, Protein, Anyways, and trend forecasting agency WGSN, Joss will be brought in on a project basis, helping to develop objectives to crack a brief or build growth strategies for brands often in the fashion, sportswear, luxury or retail sector, previously including Nike, Adidas, Selfridges and Sony. There's probably three things that I think are really, really crucial to what I do. I think the first thing is empathy. My job is essentially to listen to a client, which might be an agency, listen to their client, which might be a brand, um, listen to an audience, uh, either an existing audience of, of consumers or, or potential um, audiences. Collaboration, also another kind of important skill. I'm not the best person at coming up with snazzy strap lines. I'm not a copywriter, although I can do a certain amount of that. Um, I wouldn't pretend to kind of be an expert in that. So the ability to work very closely with someone who can bring that specialist skill set um, and to brief them in the right way is also really important. Um, and then another thing I think is quite an important skill is a level of honesty and and, um, and being quite upfront about things. Um, I'm being asked to help people make sense of things around them. Um, and to give them recommendations on what to do. So a level of openness is also really important. Self-employed for most of his career, Joss tells us how he's managed to shed freelance guilt and train himself out of overworking, and why he feels companies need strategists from a range of backgrounds. I did an art foundation, and then I studied product design at St. Martin's. Probably didn't think I wanted to even be a product designer but it was a course and a college that kind of spoke to me and 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 felt relevant at the time it was something I was really interested in but beyond that I, I didn't necessarily kind of have any particular plan to go and work within an industrial design studio maybe work in packaging I kind of thought that might be something I I might do so when I graduated I had a group of very core friends who I'm still friends with now. And we all felt very disillusioned when we 
completed our, our degree or when we had our degree show, it was all kind of built up to be this kind of amazing kind of trade show where you just kind of instantly get, you know, picked up and, 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 and swap business cards and get an internship or get a job on the spot. And there were a couple of moments where it felt like that was happening and I was kind of being introduced to certain people and, and I was collecting all these business cards and it felt really exciting. But then that kind of like died off and nothing really kind of came of it. So a, a group of friends and I set up our own kind of exhibition to present our work in the way that we wanted to. So we took a lot more control over how we could present our work and share it with people. And that ended up being a really successful exhibition. We met a lot of people, a lot of great friends with exhibition kind of organisers and various other people and built up a relationship actually with a, a company called Designers Block who kind of just invited us to come to lots of different exhibitions. We put on shows in Tokyo, in Milan, a lot in London as well over the next couple of years. Through being in, within these exhibitions and presenting our work, um, firsthand kind of met a lot of people from this world that I'm now in and built up a few um, connections through that that actually led to probably my first two jobs. When we had our degree show, I was given an opportunity to do an internship as a trend researcher um, within a very, very, very small kind of one-man band agency that existed within a design consultancy within Central St. Martins. I'd never heard of trend forecasting and um, it offered me this internship, which was maybe for six months, a couple of days a week. I was working in retail at the same time to support myself doing this internship. While I was at the internship, I was working on a book and also working on a couple of client projects. I think for like Coca-Cola and uh, something like Kappa. When this internship came to a close, all, all these opportunities kind of, yeah, just happened to kind of line up. And maybe I was just good at just taking the opportunities whenever they'd kind of present themselves to me. The thing I like the most about freelancing is the flexibility it um, affords me. I get a lot of spare time to do what I wish. I've been freelancing for about four to four and a half years and only now I'm working out actually how to use that time in a very productive way and, and, and in a really meaningful way. For a very long time, I suffered from uh, a feeling of guilt um, if I wasn't kind of actively either doing work or looking for work in every waking moment of my life. And I've got a lot better at um, balancing that and maybe looking at things a bit more kind of holistically. Now I, I really enjoy all of my time. The path I've taken to become a brand strategist, I think is very different to the paths of other people I've met. I've got a friend who very recently became a brand strategist, maybe about a year or so ago, um, maybe a little bit um, longer than that, but still relatively recently. Um, he was kind of working in, I suppose, more like sales and marketing within a brand consultancy. So he's made a kind of 180 pivot into brand strategy and becoming a, a creative strategist. And, and I've seen other people who have kind of worked their way up from, you know, internships to junior roles, midweights, seniors, etc., through all the kind of big um, ad agencies. So there's, there's so many different kind of paths to, to get to this sort of job. One thing I've noticed speaking to 
new clients, new agencies that I've been potentially kind of working with is that they expect, but they also value the diversity of strategists. So much of what I do is project-based and the agencies that I might be working with are looking for the right kind of person to work on that particular project. So there isn't necessarily a kind of actual kind of strategist. It really kind of depends on the industries you're working within and and and, and the kind of agencies you're working for or the brands you're working with, the type of projects you're working on. You could you could be a strategist who specializes within fashion. You could be a strategist who specializes within tech. The things I believe that are important are an ability to listen and the ability to work closely with other people, as well as, I suppose, take on things yourself and, and, and self-manage. One of the most transferable kind of skills from my design education that I can kind of recognise now as being quite important to how I work is an understanding or, or an appreciation for context and, 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 and for looking at the kind of external factors that affect something. So I think it's important, and I, I do have to remind myself about this actively when I do work, that I, I can't get bogged down too much in beautiful details or, or, or in thinking too far ahead in terms of the, the execution of something and what it might look like or, or, or what it might do or say. Um, I kind of need to take a step back and take some time in really considering what are the core objectives of, of what we're trying to do. How, at the end of the day, I, I need to help um, an agency or, or a brand, well, people within a brand or an organisation um, make decisions and to help them make money or to, or to help them succeed in, in, in whatever it is they're wanting to do. So kind of taking a step back and, and understanding their objectives, their aims and ambitions Sometimes there isn't a lot of time to do tons and tons of, of research. I think knowing when to stop researching is really, really important. Um, and I think that's something that when I was studying, I could have probably have benefited from, from someone kind of telling me that. And I've, I've had some experience teaching at St. Martin's on some of the MA courses. And that's also something that I've noticed that I've had to really help students yet yeah, know when to stop researching and, and, and when to kind of self-manage and and take take a moment to um, to analyze and, and make sense of what you've got. I think that's something that's really, really important. And, and then another bit of advice that I'd give someone either just graduating or kind of coming into the creative industries is yeah, the, the the speed at which things can happen sometimes can really vary. It's very different to studying where you might be given, you know, weeks or even months to work on a project sometimes I'm having to plug into an agency and within two days come up with whatever it is that I need to do sometimes I'm given three months um, but within that there's hundreds of tasks and, and, and lots of different components within that um, and, and there's just so much to do and, and stuff has to happen so so quickly I think that's yeah that's something I'd say it's quite important also having a network is invaluable I remember when I was younger, so I'm talking like 10 years ago when I graduated, the idea of a network to me was about collecting business cards and was about, I don't think LinkedIn maybe existed then or I wasn't using it, but it would be, it's about quantity rather than quality. 
And I've kind of realized as I've got older and, and, and done more things that the quality of, of the network is the most important thing. So building connections with people you want to actually build connections with and you like spending time with and that you share interests and share ideas is really important rather than trying to kind of forge relationships with with people because you think that's the right thing to do. I think that's that's something I, I could have done with learning a much longer time ago. This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the guest was Joss Bay. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand patrons. They include Us Two, GF Smith, Squarespace, and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com. Thank you.